0: I spent a lot of dark nights in the soul in working through unworthiness and and opening my eyes and heart to that. In May, I worked through a lot of self-doubt. I photographed my first wedding in Belize, and I had all of the self-doubt, like, you're not good enough, you're not good enough, come up, and I sat almost my entire week in Belize in such a space of feeling kind of lost in self-doubt, but I needed to be there to understand the wisdom in the walls of pain.
1: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to Self-Love Letters. I'm your host, M. Semeca. And wow, um, there's a lot going on in the world right now. I hope you're staying safe and healthy and well, and you're getting some sunlight. I hope you're going and taking a little bit of a walk outside every day if you can. Um, there's just a lot of shit going on. And um we are definitely shifting into a new paradigm right now. These are some unprecedented times for humanity and everything needed to be put on hold for this up-leveling to happen. So I know a lot of us personally are up-leveling during this time and, um, yeah, it just, if you're listening to this podcast, I feel like you are also in the process of up-leveling. That's just a gut feeling I have, you know, um, and I wanted to tell you a little bit about a tool that I have been using over the past year, probably a little over a year at this point, and that is the Akashic Records. And uh, what that is, we'll 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 go into that in this episode, but I have been accessing my own Akashic Records for a little over a year at this point, and I'm pretty much in them every day um, for guidance and insight. And just an overall sense of peace and I've actually just started doing readings for other people I did a collective reading for the members who came to my virtual women's circle um last week, which went really well. I will probably do one again soon if you're interested. Follow me on Instagram. That's where I promoted it last time at MSomeca. And I also offer readings for um individuals for purchase on my website, msomeca.com. And I just did my first one for a client this weekend and it went really well. Um And I just want to let you know that I am doing those in addition to my animal intuitive readings. If you're interested, you can head over to my website, msameca.com. Take a look at either of those. And those help me keep, you know, the whole like business thing going. So Thanks if you're interested and if you are just here for the episode, that's cool too. Here it is. Danny Dillard is amazing. She is an Akashic play queen and she is the expert, so I will let her take it away. I will include her social media links and any other information that came up in this episode in the episode description and without further ado... Oh, let me tell you first that we talk about what the Akashic Records are, how to get in them, like what the whole deal is, and she leads us into a meditation to help us tap into our own. So if you'd like to try that during this episode, stay tuned toward the end. And now, without further ado, let's hop right into it. Yeah, so I started it in, um, well, I guess I started this podcast in like November and then I posted it and didn't share it with anyone and had like this crippling self-doubt and deleted everything. And then I relaunched it in, uh, toward the end of February because I was working in a group coaching program with Kaylee and I I was like, all right, I guess I'll, I'll put this thing out there. It's fine.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, I'm just going to pull up something. I'm going to actually tune in and see if the masters want me to say anything specific on this podcast. Like, is it okay if I, if I connect our energies through just like a little mini meditation and. Oh yeah, absolutely. And you, you're welcome to include it or whatever. Just, um. I think
1: we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm
0: excited. Yeah. Is it okay if I open the records as well? Like everything. Go for it. Oh, thanks. Okay, cool. Cool. (laughs) okay so go ahead and close your eyes and take three long slow deep breaths into the body letting the breath be a gentle guide inward remembering that breath is spirit flowing through you the deeper you are breathing the deeper you are living So breathing into our now moment that we're all co-creating by tuning into this channel together. And opening our body to the experience, the experience of sharing, the experience of listening, the experience of co-creating with other souls in this human walk. I'm going to share an akashic access prayer take what resonates leave the rest you hold the power this is a prayer to open the records your akashic records we'll be talking a lot more about what that is but feel free to receive this prayer it's completely safe to go into the uh, the records it's just it's vibrational consciousness so you may feel a light sensation in the body the body lighten a bit Feel free to invite that in. Again, you create your experience through your intention. So feel free to receive this if this resonates with you. So we do acknowledge the forces of light, asking for guidance, direction, and courage to know the truth as it is revealed for us, and for our highest good, for everyone connected to us. Holy Spirit of God, protect us from all forms of self-centeredness and direct our attention to the work at hand. Help us to know ourselves in the light of the Akashic Records, to see ourselves through the eyes of the Lords of the Records, and to be vessels of your light, your love, wisdom, truth. Our light, our love, our wisdom, our truth. The records are now open. Feel yourself sinking deeper into your body, opening up your channel, your vessel to receive during this call, this recording, whatever comes up for you, knowing that you only receive what you're ready to receive. And the experience of working in the records is always very safe, warm, loving, And then when you're ready, just opening your eyes. Mm. Yay! We're here. <laughs> How do you feel, Em?
1: Oh, I feel good. It was not as scary as last time, which is good, I think. Um, for those of you listening, I had a call with Danny last week to tap into my own akashic records, and it was otherworldly. It was magical. It was so cool. And I had some trouble getting in there the first time because I when we when Danielle led us into it with a meditation, I started to panic and I felt like I was having a panic attack. And um I realized that was just like fear and resistance manifesting in the body. And we talked through it a little bit. Did a little bit more of a visualization with that meditation and it was a lot easier the second time so yeah Mm -hmm. so that felt good um so what the heck just happened for those who might have no idea what we're doing here
0: yeah so the akashic records are dimensional consciousness right so this is a little bit woo woo but The Akashic Masters are actually the grounded masculine principle of the universe. So it's a very grounded connection. So basically imagine a library of light that holds all soul records and human history. We live in a highly intelligent universe. Everything is recorded. And the energy of the Akasha, a.k.a. the zero-point field, the quantum field, it's, it's in us. It's in our chakras, our bodies. It's in our environment, uh, the plants, animals. So the Akashic records are really in everything that exists. But there's sort of, and anybody can access their Akashic records. Everyone has an Akashic record. And they have two Akashic masters that are sort of like the keepers of their records. And they're here as non-physical support to guide you into your highest path, the path that your soul really came here to live on earth. So there's a lot of souls that have awakened to conscious connection with their Akashic masters and they're... They're working with the records through maybe channel writing or receiving visions in a meditation or um, some kind of sensations, right? Whatever like intuitive channels are open in their body are likely how they're able to communicate and receive direct downloads from their Akashic masters. But everyone can access the records and everyone has a soul record. So what questions do you have? Because I know there's so much <laughs> to unpack here and it's kind of this really abstract thing that's like, okay, what? <laughs> but it can where be do we go from a here? Lot. Yeah, so we've talked a
1: little bit about channeling on this podcast before. And I think that was just the beginning of dipping their toes into everything. It was in our uh, human design episode with Christina Echevarria, who was a doll. I love her. Um, so we talked about channeling a little bit there I mentioned how a lot of my solo episodes of this podcast end up being channeled I ask what the listeners need to hear and I just am open to receive the download and words come out and sometimes I like close my eyes and like I'm Italian so I like throw my hands around when I talk with my hands and um the messages tend to come through at the perfect time for people. So my question is, when you're doing channeling like that, or you're meditating, for example, and you get this thought download, or you're doing automatic writing, are those the Akashic masters too? Do you specifically need to tap into the Akashic records in order to receive that guidance, or can it be a little um, less formal?
0: Yeah. And they're actually, they're kind of pinging me and they just want to speak through my voice. So I'm just going to kind of let my Akashic masters speak through so that I am speaking very clearly around this and that we're sharing the Akashic records in a way that people are able to really receive it. So what they want to say... I'm just breathing into the channel, letting them come through. I don't actually do a lot of voice channeling, so I love that, Em, you're asking me to kind of level up, and they're asking me to level up in this moment to just really open my channel to come through voice because I typically do a lot of channel writing. So what they want to say is, yes, souls are tapping into the Akashic Records like at, all the time and maybe not doing it on a conscious or unconscious level, but whenever um, mystics or healers or coaches whenever they're tapping into this universal resource of information, they are tapping into the Akashic records. So when they're pulling information for um, their own soul's journey, or if they're working for a client for their soul's journey, they are a hundred percent tapping into the Akashic realm, whether they are conscious of that connection or not.
1: Wow. That makes it really approachable I feel like to those who are um maybe kind of new to this or they don't know all the fine details and they're kind of exploring it on their own
0: which I think is pretty cool yeah it's anybody can access it so this is I love this work so much so I guess I didn't even really kind of say who I am so I'm no, Danny just- I'm energy transformation <laughs> coach we just dropped right in which is really how I do am that's perfect yeah I know <laughs> I love it. But yeah, I'm an energy transformation coach. I love this work so much. Um, So I have two brands, Rebirth. It's an energy healing transformation course. And then Akashic Code, which is, of course, all of the Akashic play. And I'm a digital nomad right now. I'm in Austin, Texas, but I'll be traveling um, into Colorado for the fall and a few weeks in Europe. So I'm just kind of... I feel like I'm a modern day hippie, but I'm also like super, super grounded and just, um, I am loving play. I I feel like I want to bring in this word play, even when I talk about the Akashic records, because a lot of people take spiritual work and, um, the ascension process just as a whole, whatever you want to call it, coming home to self ascension, coming home to love enlightenment journey, whatever you want to call it. Some people take it very, very, very seriously. And while I take my work, I'm, I'm, I'm grounded in it and I'm passionate about it. And I do take it seriously in a sense. I'm also very, very playful with it. So the connection with the Akashic Masters, my connection with the Akashic Masters, um, the Akashic Realm is very playful and light. And my soul literally came into this body to learn lightness, authenticity, presence and service. So one way that I'm kind of moving through the soul lessons is part of is my work, is my business, is my connection with the Akashic realm, is opening to even channeling on a podcast like this. So the thing that I love to share is that anyone can play into this connection. And it just takes takes a deep clearing of your channel. So you have a channel of energy. You actually have little channels of energy running through your entire body. But let's talk about the main central channel of energy that moves through your chakra system. We talk about seven major chakras. So we've got the crown chakra, which is at the crown of the head. It's all about faith, spirituality, oneness, that connection to higher um higher realms we've got the third eye which is in between the eyebrows and that's all about wisdom perception intuition moving down the system we have the throat chakra which is of course all about speaking your truth and expression communication it's also related to purpose Breathing down into the heart chakra center of the chest, that's about belonging, giving, receiving, feeling the beauty of the world around you and able to express your heart. When your heart is open, you're truly able to experience this this lightness, this intimacy with life. And then dropping further down into the stomach, the core typically above the navel, that's the solar plexus chakra. So that's about confidence, willpower, discipline. Then moving a little bit lower, dancing into the lower abdominals, that that pelvic soup bowl of energy, that's the sacral chakra, that's creativity, emotion, pleasure, sensuality. Then moving down into the root chakra, which is at the base of your spine, the groin area, that's about safety, security trust your foundation in the physical world so that chakra in the human body so i love taking people through a deep clearing of their channel so that they can actually open up to this divine connection with our akashic masters with angels with ancestors with whatever non-physical light beings are um, craving to connect with us that we are also craving to connect with. So I see this journey as, uh, as as, like literally the Ascension journey, the enlightenment process of a lifetime of just clearing your channel. Like how open can we be to life, to this human experience and also to this non-physical support that's around us at all times trying to support our human journey if we can open to that um, experience. So I think of it as, as kind of lightening your frequency that, so that you can actually connect to those higher, that higher dimensional consciousness, that lighter frequency, rather than sort of being stuck in a denser frequency on earth and not re- really being able to kind of lift off into that lighter connection. Mm. So. Was
1: all of that channeled because your eyes were totally closed?
0: Yeah, I'm, I like, (laughs) I'm, I'm channeling a lot. I close my eyes a lot, whether I'm speaking from my human or from my channel or from non-physical guides, because it helps me speak from an embodied place versus speaking from the mind. Mm -hmm. So I, even on coaching, you're so funny. Like, I love that you called me out. So sweet. (laughs) Even on like client calls, my eyes are closed like probably 80% of the call because even when I'm tuning in to a client speaking, I'm feeling like the roots of what they're saying. I'm feeling the energy underneath the words. I'm feeling where they're speaking from the body. Are they speaking from the mind? Where is the disconnect in their chakra system? I'm just tuning in on all these like different levels. So, Mm -hmm. what resonated with you right there that I shared? Ooh, um, first,
1: I did want to mention that. I wonder if what you're saying is like too powerful, too strong, because for like 30, not 30 seconds, but like for five seconds, it just cut out into silence. The video was fine, but just the audio was like, it just, no. Not right now. Not With ready for it. A lot of energy. That yeah, on that's so interesting. Too. I've never, I've never had that happen before in a podcast, which is so funny.
0: We're bringing
1: the energy today. <laughs> yes, we really are. Um, And that, that's so funny. I love, there was something else that you mentioned toward the end, but I can't remember the right wording of it. Um. But at least with the having the eyes closed, it just I feel like that just opens you up even more and like helps you listen. And I think is just beautiful, especially because this is an audio experience for all of our listeners. So I just I just think that's fun. Um, I think it is so cool that you're just like channeling from the heart right now and from the records right now. What I did want to well, two things, two tiny things. But I'll go with the question first and leave the other one toward the end. And I'm going to cut out that bit because editing. Um, So when you mentioned that we had the Akashic Masters here, you said there were two of them. Is that the case for everyone? Because I, I like to think that I'm pretty familiar with the records. I feel like I've tapped into them even before our call and i didn't even know that it was specifically like two masters but i are there other
0: beings in there as well so there's a few when you're tapping into the records consciously you're sort of asking like masters teachers and loved ones to come through Mm. so sometimes my grandfather who has passed he's come through um i have had an experience of when my uncle was passing i tapped into the records and saw him kind of in the in between when he was passing and kind of being lifted up by angels and he was just laughing and in so much joy and, and, and he was kind of telling me that his soul had chosen death and ended his human contract early because he wants to come back and do it again in a new body. He wasn't aligned with his purpose on earth and kind of got the contract early. So it is interesting because there may be other, um, Beings connected to our energy field that have a message for us coming through but often most of the time what you're tapping into is Akashic Masters so everyone has two Akashic Masters and They prefer to not be to be nameless so that there isn't an emotional connection with um, for example, like my grandfather wouldn't be my Akashic Master because, well, for one, he's been in form, and your Akashic Masters has never been in form. But also, because we've had such an emotional connection, there's a potential that there is um, a blockage that could come through and the message that really wants to come through. So, Akashic Masters have never been in, the, in a physical body, and they have always been with your soul. So, through other lifetimes, that's why tapping into the Akashic Records, you can tap into past lives and such. They have always been with your soul. And they are here to support your soul. So you have two Akashic masters, I have two Akashic masters, and they are the keepers of your soul records. And they are flowing with your soul here to reflect back your highest potential in every moment that you're open to receiving it from them.
1: This might be um, overly detailed, but are they different masters for each of us? Or are they the same entity plugging into each of us?
0: They're gonna flow through my voice, yeah. Around this, we are one. We are one. But for the sake of tapping into the records and your own personal experience, which is what is encouraged as you are on Earth in this Earth journey, we are here with your soul, and we want to be seen as support for your soul. But we are we are linked to the Creator herself and we are we're here with your soul and we're here moving with your soul in this lifetime and we are operating from a place of oneness so in a sense we are also a collective consciousness here wow that makes a lot of that makes sense of
1: course um i really loved when We had our call last week when we first tapped into the records. Um, We did it with a visualization, walking through the forest, going through the portal. Um, And I just remember so clearly feeling like almost as if I was being held in like, I can't can't tell if it was like a physical body thing or if I felt it like in my head or like, I don't know if that makes sense but it was it was such a peaceful feeling especially since like a minute before i was like i'm going to have to cancel this call and reschedule because i have to go to the hospital you know what i mean um so that was really nice um so, so you were
0: feeling a lot of fear even before our call is that kind of what you were saying
1: no i was excited about our call it was just the second that we went to do the meditation and i had my eyes closed it just all
0: like fear came hit me up, resistance once. came up. Yeah. I can see it was it was kind of like a like a fear, like a pop, <laughs> um, like going back. It was there was so much resistance that had bubbled up, perhaps even some spiritual fear around even connecting mm-hmm. in this mm-hmm. like really powerful way. Um, which I know I and and this is not throwing shade at any kind of religion at all. I grew up in church and and I appreciate that experience for what it shared with me. And I did have a lot of fear speak shared with me that I had to move through to really clear my connection with Mm -hmm. the Mm non-physical. So it felt like we did like kind of a fear pop there in the beginning and a lot of resistance kind of moved through and then the masters could actually really hug you Mm
1: -hmm. and you could
0: receive that embrace and that love. I agree. I agree.
1: That's exactly what it felt like. It just dissipated pretty instantly. Um, But I wonder, I'm sure when I first heard of the Akashic Records probably a year ago, it was on another podcast, and it kind of scared me to think that my entire life was like written down in a book somewhere, and I've come to learn that it really isn't like the details of your
0: life. Um, Right. You have free will on earth, so you get to choose your life, and – the more you click in with the path that your soul wants you to be on, that actually feels really good because it's like, to me, it's, I, I think of this like rainbow river of enlightenment, this, it's called I, the, the vortex, right? I listened to a lot of Abraham Hicks when I was first mm-hmm. spiritually awakening. So perhaps that imprinted on me in some way, but I imagine like stepping into this vortex, this river, and my soul chose to come to earth to experience this river That doesn't mean there isn't moments that feel like, I guess, darkness or heaviness. And my soul chose those darker teachers to evolve in this human journey. But when I, When I am in the river and I'm learning the lessons from a place of pure trust and faith, which is probably what I would consider the vibration of the river, it's an entirely different experience on earth when I'm moving through my lessons from being in the vortex, from standing and living and breathing and creating from this rainbow river of enlightenment. Not just knowing what it tastes like. Not just dipping a toe in, not just coming in for a quick bathing, but like living in the river, right? All my relationships birthed from the river. All of my work creations birthed from the river. Being here on this podcast, being in the river, sitting, standing, like swimming in the river as I play with you in this co-creationship. And like, so your soul did come here to learn. Lessons and what the soul wants is a frequency. So in everything that you desire What your soul is actually craving is a frequency So for example, there are kind of four main pillars of lessons that my soul came here to learn in this Specific human experience this soul contract is Danielle Dillard. So I came to learn presence lightness authenticity and service Now, when I'm on earth, there's thousands of ways that I can choose to learn those lessons, right? And what I ultimately want is a frequency and all of those frequencies connect me to those soul lessons because that's how my soul craves to expand in this earth journey. So one of those experiences wasn't necessarily a colorful experience, how other humans might might, um, interpret or perceive it to be, but genital herpes. I am currently experiencing in this human body, genital herpes, right? Doctors say it's an incurable um, uh, disease disease in the body, right? I believe it's completely heal, like I'm able to heal it. It's not my priority right now, or perhaps I am healing it on some way by just leaning so deeply into the lessons. But through the experience, did my soul before it came to earth choose genital herpes? No. But it's choosing the lessons that genital herpes as a teacher has been providing me, which is all linking back to this authenticity, this presence, this lightness, and the service.
1: Where did you first find that you had those four pillars to learn from in this lifetime? Where did that first start coming up?
0: So it was channeled in the Akashic realm through my first Akashic coach, my first and only Akashic coach, because she expanded me to into channeling on my own so her name is Jen Holmes and now she's my business partner so her and I started Akashic Code together and about two years ago she sent she I was on her email list um and she sent me an an email she sent everyone on her email list an email talking about this experience of how oh no oh no come out onto the page and it wasn't from her mind it wasn't it was Completely channeled and it said something about trust and allow and she ended up getting those tattooed on her wrists Which she I love to kind of think about and she's now one of my best friends. Mm -hmm. She expanded me into working with the records within A month or two of our work I was channeling in the records and for the last two years I've channeled in the records every single day I've probably done three or four hundred Akashic record readings and that's not to say like anybody can do this I'm not like (laughs) I'm just saying like I just loved it so much that I went so deep into it which is sort of like my personality and my soul as well like when I know something is for me I know something is for me and I follow it deeply so she channeled first that those were some of my big soul pillars in this lifetime. And that gave me kind of a structure and a context to understand some of my life on a deeper level. So now when I'm channeling for a client, um, we're we're doing some work around their soul lessons and we're both channels in the sessions and, and I'm providing them with that structure and that context. Sometimes like your soul came here to learn compassion, forgiveness, surrender right let's work with that and it typically resonates so deeply actually it's always resonates so deeply with them and it gives them a context to to leap into higher understanding of why their soul came here and why their soul chose the experiences that they did the parents the lessons the darker teachers quote unquote because really darkness is an illusion fear is an illusion once we birth into the light fully Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I love that you said that um, we end up choosing our parents. That's something I've been thinking about a lot lately because there's always the whole, you can't choose your family thing, or people like to say that in our culture. But I definitely believe that we were able to pick the set of parents that we came through in order to learn those lessons a little bit more, um, which I am personally learning more and more about every day. So that's very I love that you I love that you said that
0: yeah, I mean, because we want as a frequency, right? so what we chose to to me is a vibration in our parents, so um I chose you know a mom who vibrated with these vibrations let's let's for for context, and this is personal experience, and I've healed a lot of this and but i I chose a mom who vibrated with a lot of control, whose ego had a lot of control and I was a very controlled child and I'm actually a very, very, very free soul and I'm a manifester in human design. So typically manifestors do choose a controlling parent to and to be controlled is, is what I've kind of learned and I'm not a human design reader, but what I've learned through some of the human design workers that I've uh, work that I've um, shared with other human design people that basically like my soul chose this energy because it wanted to learn how to break free from this energy of control right to come into lightness for example so it's just interesting (laughs) kind of fun to think about um so
1: what would you say to people who are um looking to start this kind of practice and maybe this is the first time they're hearing about all of this and are kind of at a loss of where to start. Uh, what would you advise? What would the masters advise? Yeah. I'm going to
0: probably let them flow through right now. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. We would like to say that any souls that are interested in consciously tapping into their records, to understand that they're already connected. And yes, when they connect consciously, they will feel a, we'll call it a frequency upgrade. They may feel some subtle energy shifts in their energy field. But it's important to know that you are already connected to this dimensional consciousness. It is already available to you. Your masters are already supporting your soul's journey. And if you're interested in consciously connecting, the best way to do that is to join Akashic Code, because Jen and Danielle are very good teachers of this, and we are all... Mm -hmm. Cut out again. ...records. So find a a teacher that you resonate with. And it's not that you need the teacher. We do feel that some are accessing the, the records successfully through a book. But we do suggest working through an expander so that you may work in the records from a grounded place with a grounded channel with someone who is clear. Work with someone that you resonate with. And this goes through with everything. So if you're hiring a coach, a healer, uh, if you're going into a job interview, like anything, anything in your life is there resonance with you because everything that you're walking into or experiences experiencing is imprinting on you so coming back to the job example just for a fun example of when you're walking into a job that you might want does the environment feel good to your body does it feel good to your soul do you feel light do you feel free do you feel infinite do you feel limitless do you feel joyful these are the energies that your soul ultimately wants to be sitting in and wants to be creating in. So when you are choosing things in your life, remember that you're always choosing a vibration, a frequency. So if you are to go on Amazon right now and find a book that's resonating with you around the Akashic Records, you will want to feel into the book, perhaps read about the channel that channeled the book. Do you, re, do you resonate with that soul's teachings of the Akashic records as they are imprinting on your experience with the records? Again, there are very strong channels and grounded healers sharing the Akashic records, expanding others into the Akashic channeling in this life. And there are teachers that are still lost in their own pain teaching connection to the records. So as with everything, feel into what you're expanding into and the energy that you're choosing. And it may be that your soul is choosing a a person that is for um, a frequency that you wanted to expand out of. So you may perhaps choose someone who is attached to their pain because their soul wants you to see that you're attached to your own pain. So again, there's no right, there's no wrong. Play into what's resonating with you at this time. We do suggest um, joining the Akashic Code Facebook community. The energy of that group is very light, is very clear. The channel of that group is very clear, and from there, perhaps you feel called to working with Jen and Danielle through the Akashic records and expanding and and and. Creating your own relationship with the records, and that's the last thing that we'll touch on in this moment. Is you will have your own relationship with your akashic masters, with the akashic records. It may be a relationship focused on. Oh no, oh no! I cut out again. Your relationships, or you may feel more visual, and you may be more clairvoyant. So you may see energy and see visuals and then interpret them through the records to come into direct downloads around that. But we, we do encourage you to find play in the connection and to go where you're called. Go where your soul is calling you. Your soul can always guide your path.
1: Lately, you've really been emphasizing the fact that you're keeping your channel clear. I feel like you've been touching on that a lot lately on Instagram as well. Um, Can you elaborate a little bit on what that actually means and how that keeps you so connected and tuned in to everything? Mm, I
0: would love to, girlfriend. Okay. Okay. So this is the work that I love. I love helping people um, embody clarity, right? The biggest thing when people come to a session with me, what they want is clarity. Whether they're craving clarity in their relationship, clarity in their work, (laughs) clarity around their purpose, their soul lessons, what they want is clarity. And what's amazing, amazing, is that actually deep, deep, deep within you, you are clear. You are alignment. You are like your soul Your soul's unique coding is here in your core. So, a lot of this human journey is a journey of releasing of peeling away perhaps the the conditioned fear or what society has told you about this human experience or your parents have told you and led you to believe about this human experience is, is breaking these rigid beliefs that have led us into the dark, into anxiety, into depression, into dis-ease in the body. This is This is paradigm shifting, right? to believe that we can truly live in a space of clarity in all moments, in every single moment. Clarity always lives in the now, and it always lives deep within you. So if you are not feeling clear in this moment, there is something to peel away. There is something to release, whether it is a thought pattern, right? Because thought creates, Thought, you send a thought out into the quantum field, and it connects with something. And so, if we're sending out fear, we're opening our channel to have more fear based energy coming into the channel. So, let's stop those fear based thoughts. And this isn't to offer judgment if we're having these fear based thoughts, but can we stop the flow of fear based? Oh, no based thought we open our aura for fear to come in and then we're picking up fear in our outside world that's why two people can be in a room let's say a party and they can be having totally different experience experiences one person may be feeling a lot of fear and self-doubt because their energy field is there's a lot of resistance which is just fear manifested in the body they're vibrating with a lot of resistance in their chakras in their body where someone else may have done a deep clearing of their channel and they're vibrating with this like aliveness this vibrancy where all of their auras are open alive flowing and it's in and they're not being influenced by the energy of the room they're actually influencing the energy of the room and they have created such a powerful auric field that even if fear was trying to get into the field it's almost like the fear is transmuted as it comes into their auric field and it transmutes to love because they vibrate with so much powerful strong love so how do we get there how do we clear our channel How do we rebirth our chakras into higher states of consciousness and develop them? Because really our chakras are developing when we're we're children, right? When we're growing up through our human experience, everything is coming in and affecting our auric field. Um, And when I'm talking about the aura, I'm talking about that. Electromagnetic field that is around the body about an arm's length throughout the entire body and the chakras And the aura are dancing and creating this color this vibrancy this um, aliveness, right? So everything is affecting our aura what we eat what we drink what we think who we surround ourselves with the energy of our environment the music that we listen to everything so basically this takes a deep clearing of the chakra, the chakra system. So we can nourish our chakras on the surface all day long, right? Essential oils, like, right? I love this stuff. Um, so what we want to do is drop super deep into understanding what's happening at the source of our pain right what is the root of our pain follow those roots down so for example in the root chakra the root chakra is developing from birth to age two or three so think about the energy that you were um opening to as a baby right were your caregivers were they attentive were they loving were they vibrating with their own resistance in their body as they held you as a child and 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 sharing this energy of fear and worry that you're a small child and How are they going to care for you? Just what is the energy being passed from the caregiver? We're learning trust in that time. We're learning our relationship with safety and security. So basically to rebirth the entire chakra system, we go through an amazing journey of rebirth. And that's why I called my my course. Oh, it cut out again. Into the root. We drop deep into the root. I work with a very simple four-step healing process that was channeled from the Akashic realm. So it is observe, strip, redefine, embody. So when we're in the root chakra, we're observing our root chakra and there's levels, right? There's layers. We're dropping to the deepest layer that we can possibly connect to and we're working at that level. And then we are coming into awareness of what is no longer serving us. For example, perhaps we have a lot of fear hiding in the root chakra and it is affecting everything in our lives, how safe we feel in our relationships, emotionally safe, how safe we feel in our environment, in um, creating financial income flow, right? Right. So we work at the root to basically strip what isn't working. So that comes the uh, step two, strip. We redefine the story, right? We redefine the root chakra for ourselves. And then we embody this new story, this new relationship with our root. And we're building momentum in every single moment in the now, so yes, we are reflecting in the past. You understand what is still pulling us back into the past or even in the future, where our ego has grabbed hold of this chakra and we're rebirthing it. We're kind of passing the torch from the ego to the soul. And now the soul is filling and nourishing this root and we can dance up into the sacral and we slowly... And really it's not a time thing, it's a growth thing. How deeply do you lean into the growth? So is this a six six month experience? Is this a 10 year um, experience for you? I don't know that, right? Just how deeply do you face your growth? Do you numb out? Do you go to like, when you feel something, do you go to the TV, do you go to food? Do you go to alcohol? Do you go to your relationship codependent, um, codependency? So basically, how fiercely do you meet any kind of moment of trigger or fear, right? Can you allow it? Can you simply allow the experience, the human experience to come through and then let it release and come into this new story?
1: Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's probably... The hardest hurdle to jump when it comes to that. Um, personally, I was dealing with panic disorder for a couple of years, stemming from um, my job. I worked in student affairs, I was on call, I was always trained to be in fight or flight mode all the time. So I started feeling that manifest in my body a little bit and well not a little bit there was one summer where I was like afraid to leave my apartment because of it and um kind of getting to the root of it and sitting in it can be one of the hardest things to tackle um but I yeah and it definitely yeah exactly that's what I was trying to say um the fact that when you kind of take a step back from using your coping mechanisms or numbing it or avoiding the problems in general that's where the solution really starts to have light drawn on it which yeah
0: so in that moment excuse me um in that moment if we're having pain come up it's energy right it's energy, it's just energy. We're not judging it, it's not bad, good, dark, light, negative, positive. It's energy that is actually coming up because it wants to be released from our field. So anytime we are triggered, what is being touched in that trigger is the ego and that, that energy is ready to clear. So it's a moment, right? It's a moment of pain coming up, pain coming up and we can see it and we can and we can ex- like allow the body to open to the pain, right? we open, we say, okay, I'm ready. I'm safe. I feel very safe. I know that I'm safe, right? Affirming the self, I'm safe. And and this is why I recommend even doing this with a healer, with a coach, um, someone who's really, really grounded, who can guide you through this experience. Because I'm guiding clients through this experience so they don't feel alone in their pain. But basically, can we go to the deepest level of pain that we feel? Can we allow it up? Can we breathe it up? Can we start to move our bodies? Can we dance it up? Can we sing it up? Can we move it up the channel? It's coming up to be released, right? And perhaps when we allow pain, can it be pleasure? Can pain be pleasure? And M, I I would love to read this quote from one of my friends, Kyra. It was literally like life-changing for me. Yes, absolutely. Okay. So anyone listening, feel free to close your eyes and just feel this, feel this. It may unlock something in your body and allow some freedom when it comes to feeling pain. Okay. Under a full moon at night is where your resistance went to die, an ever evaporative collaboration of direction and desire. Let me go, I scream to parts of me that rest in pain and fury only ever released i found by letting them move through me that's the secret this i promise to letting go of all that ails you take down all your shields against your pain let it impale you bring it out of your mouth down your legs or into your dancing life is such a lover that its pain is it's romancing if you open up your body to the sensation of what is You'll hear beautiful whispers from the soul of all that lives. And this is what it tells you. And I know because I hear it that pain can feel like pleasure if you just choose not to fear it. That's from my friend Kyra Maestra.
1: Whoa. (laughs) Wow. I wouldn't have thought that that is like the human experience speaking through your body at that that's really powerful. And
0: like... Well, yeah. And we're here to have the full human experience. And we're really stuck in this pattern of judging our pain. Mm-hmm. So if we just literally, judgment keeps us stuck, stuck in ego, right? So first step to change, awareness. Then acceptance is actually what serves you. Um, first step to healing, I guess I'll say. First step to healing and clearing your channel, awareness of what isn't working. It wants to come in hardcore here. You wanna judge yourself for the patterns, the past experiences, for not seeing it earlier. Oh, I'm almost 31 years old and I'm still repeating this pattern. Frustration builds. The ego keeps us stuck. And why does the ego like pain? the ego has found comfort in the pain, has found home in the pain. The ego is always looking for protection. So the ego will have you st- sit in this, this box of pain forever because the ego has found a way to deal with this pain. So rather than embrace the unknown, which is actually in my um, experience, all light and what's what, what was actually the illusion was the pain and the pain that the ego was creating in my mind and my body and my life. So, I mean, in the last few years, in the last four or five years since I've been spiritually awakening, I've been shifting my entire life. My, the, my, the, the life that my mind had created for me had led me into deep anxiety, these chains that were around my ankles that I couldn't seem to break free from. And it made me feel crazy because they were invisible. But when in actuality, my mind had created this darkness and this darkness had then been created in the body because our thoughts are creating our emotions and our emotions are driving our actions and our actions are creating our reality. So I've changed everything, Em, because I did not enjoy... life that my ego my conscious mind had chosen for me so now that I've rebirthed my entire life and chosen a life from my soul my life is light it's so much love and of course I meet contrast contrast is part of the human experience and I'm here on earth in this in this physical vessel to be so human and sometimes I do step out of the rainbow river of enlightenment, right? I step out and I'm like, wow, I just drove myself into overwhelm. I packed my schedule. I had zero time for myself. I've been ignoring my body. This is part of my patterns right now and where I'm breaking through this. And my soul is like, stop packing your schedule, Danielle. What is the energy underneath the moment you say yes? And it's a people pleasing, right? It's wanting people... To like me it's choosing others happiness over my own completeness my own wholeness so I do step out of the river I'm so human and I'm here to honor that human journey and I go quickly into the pain I open my eyes my heart my body as much as I can to the pain I go so deep within it I understand the lesson and then I very gently dance back into the river and i and i just focus on like reducing the time i spend out of the river by allowing the pain what did it look like and
1: feel like before the rebirth process was completed like what kind of work does that actually entail because we we've talked a little bit about um on other episodes of this podcast like what the work is this is this self love letters is a very um beginner's guide to all this personal development stuff yeah so we haven't really talked about what the actual process can feel like and what it looks like on the other side so what can somebody expect when they're doing that kind of heavy shifting
0: of beliefs and letting stuff go yeah totally um well, first I want to say I'm not sitting here like I'm not saying, oh, I'm so complete in my oh, process. Yeah. No way. <laughs> like, yeah. I am so still like deep in the work. and But I found a way to dance with the work. And I think that's really important. I teach growth as play, as adventure, healing as growth, that I just radiate that out because that's what I deeply believe that we're here to be students of life and we're in earth school, right? So I'm going to be learning and growing and shifting this entire earth journey. And I'm definitely not sitting here pretending like I know everything, but I know that I've unlocked this amazing piece of wisdom so yeah, we'll, we'll be on this, in this earth school dance our entire lives. And as much as we can shift our, our mindset to like, wow, this is actually kind of fun and this is play, the more we're going to be able to embrace the darker chapters of growth um, as we perceive it, right? Darkness, it's we perceive it as darkness and perhaps we in fact, trek through this darkness and look back and realize that it was light the entire time. So what it's looked like for me personally, this human, um, it's been so interesting, Em, and there's just all of these different chapters. There's these different chapters of awakening, of, of shifting into higher states of consciousness. And there were years that were question years, right? Years of, I, I, I guess I want to say like feeling a little bit more lost, but we'll always feel a little bit lost and always found. The found pieces allow us to feel home. While we continue this human soul search, so we're here on earth to, I wouldn't say be caught in this like striving, but this like curiosity and this seeking of, but from a place of like curiosity and trust, not seeking from this place of like I'm seeking to find something that's outside of me that I cannot find within myself. So there were, there were years that were question years and there were year, years that were answer years. Last year was pretty deep and dark for me. I contracted genital herpes. I spent an entire year um, not dating and practicing celibacy to heal an attachment to men. I was attaching to men for grounding and security to basically falsely come and hold up my root chakra because my masculine and my energy system had a lot of wounding. It's where I'm just gonna be with myself for a year and to learn how to live in deep, 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 deep pockets of loneliness. I was moving through a lot of loneliness. Then I became attached to the loneliness, almost found a friend in the loneliness, kind of closed myself off to the outside world and kind of this ego attachment to loneliness. So I was deep in the work last year I, by the end of the year, I actually went into this shame breakdown around everything from body image to money to um, just unworthiness, and I I went deep into it, and I kind of broke through. And now, because I went deep into that last year, and it doesn't mean I had amazing, beautiful moments last year too. And truly, I find so much pleasure in this growth work that I loved last year, and there were very dark, sticky parts that did not feel enjoyable. I'll own that. And then this year I, I feel so light em, and and I'm moving through I each month I tend to have a week where I have about four days where I'm I'm really in intense um, I'm in an intense growth period. So I like to think of like growth as the roller coaster and expansion is like you're on the other side of the roller coaster and you're feeling the expansiveness of whatever you just moved through. So I know in April, I was opening up to a relationship with my beloved, and I was moving through a lot of sadness in my heart and unworthiness so that I could actually open and feel that relationship and be present for it. So I spent a lot of dark nights in the soul in working through unworthiness and and opening my eyes and heart to that. In May, I worked through a lot of self-doubt. I photographed my first wedding in Belize, and I had all of the self-doubt, like, you're not good enough, you're not good enough, come up. And I sat almost my entire week in Belize in such a space of feeling kind of lost in self-doubt, but I needed to be there to understand the wisdom in the walls of pain, right? So I I, um, trusted that experience in June, and now I'm sort of working through this Space of driving myself into overwhelm. It's not big right now. That's been a pattern for my entire life of like I get an idea, I act upon it, I bring all of this energy into it. I go all in. I When I'm on a high, I, I put 15 to 20 calls on my calendar, which most of my calls are 90 minutes to two hours. That puts me 30 hours to 40 hours a week on calls at the computer, does not serve my highest alignment, does not serve my channel staying really clear for my clients. And so, um understanding the energy underneath that, people pleasing, okay, what's underneath that, what's underneath that, what's underneath that, and just kind of breaking through and 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 peeling away these layers of ego um and uh yeah, so it's just a dance, it's just a dance, and I found a way to enjoy the dance
1: I think that calling it a dance makes it so beautiful, so thank you for sharing that um and thank you for sharing like all of the low points that you were dealing with because that it just makes it feel real because like i know the rest of us are going through similar things but are afraid to talk about it so um this just validates those experiences and thank thank you for being so vulnerable with us there um do you want to close out our conversation by doing some play for the listeners of this podcast by tapping into their records would you be up for that
0: what do you mean by that
1: so like channeling some messages for them like what do they need let to me hear feel
0: into that um yeah. i know i want to share empowerment at the end of the call so i'm curious if me being the channel is empowering or if i take us through just a really simple gentle meditation where they can be the channel and they can open up And they can perhaps receive, even if it's through just sensation, feeling the energy a little bit, or maybe they do get some direct downloads and visuals, perhaps that might expand them. Is that something that would be okay with you? I love it. Let's do it. Let's play. So closing your eyes, coming back to the breath. The breath is going to be a clearing tool with us for a moment, and it always is, really. So the more that we're in touch and deepening our breath, we're allowing spirit into our internal world. And as we're doing it throughout our day, it's actually um, coming into our chakras. It's bringing high vibrational light. It's coming into our um, reality. So breath to start. Three breaths, visualizing breath clearing your channel. So just move through your body with your breath and imagine the breath creating space, creating space. Maybe exhaling out the mouth if we're wanting to do cleansing breath. So inhale through the nostrils, exhale out the mouth, release. Inhale through the nostrils, out the mouth, release. Go ahead and see your feet on the earth. You're in a forest. Remember that you're totally safe. So affirm that to self. And feel your feet on the earth. of the earth energy into your own body let this be playful it's not serious so playing with pulling earth energy up into our body up into our root chakra there at the base of our spine pulling it up into the core of ourself into the heart the heart is the window to the soul and all the way up to the crown now we're really connected to this forest we are our body our vessel our channel is open to whatever we're here to experience in this forest so we are in the energy of the records So we're going to visualize and invite the energy of the records, your Akashic Masters, to come through the crown of your head and you're going to breathe it down your body, down to your feet. Feel this light energy trickle, kind of hug you, hug your system, hug your body. Noticing any little shifts in your energy field. Feel it come into your heart. We want to invite it into the heart. Let's visualize it circulating as a white light. Now we're gonna open our eyes to this forest. Really, we're opening our mind's eye, our third eye. And this is a magical forest. Maybe you see the energy of the records kind of raining down like this light, high vibrational light moving through the trees. You know that this forest has messages for you and you're open to receiving them, trusting that you'll only receive what you're ready to receive. So take a little walk through this forest for a few moments in silence, just being available to the messages of the forest. going where your soul calls you. So you're not forcing this visualization to happen, but you're more releasing control and allowing. If a flower calls out to you or an animal runs by, perhaps there is a message for you. Just be available. general sense of lightness. What colors are popping out to you? These are correlated with one of the chakras. Perhaps telling you where to focus on healing, expansion in that chakra. And perhaps you want to ask the forest, any question that is sitting on your heart, trusting that what comes back will be received, will be shared with love and received in love. Trust your heart to ask a question. Perhaps life is really about being available for life to happen for you. Maybe when we're so busy, our schedule, our mind, our social calendars, everything, maybe we're not truly allowing the highest path to unfold, the divine messages to come through. It is in stillness and in space that we can actually shift into higher states of consciousness and we can allow these non-physical guides, this support to really come through to us. They are communicating from our higher self and they're here to support us in deepening our path, that we may align our path with our highest truth, the path that we came here to walk. The more that we align with this path, the more that life will feel like a dance. So let me leave you with this question to ponder, to process, perhaps through journaling or meditation or even chatting about it with your friends or partner. What is my truth? What is my highest aligned path? Am I living it? How do I know when I connect to my highest path? You will know, the masters say, you will know. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Do you wanna
1: know something, something funny? funny um, before we were talking about, well, on my call last week, we were talking about how um, messengers will come in visualizations as animals for me because the animal whisper thing. I saw a deer come up to me, like into my, not like not my face, but like right up to me and like let me pet it like a dog. It was very cute.
0: Mm, I wonder what deer energy is. I don't know. And
1: there was another smaller one afterward that looked like a pig but i don't think was a pig unless pigs run in forests but i'll have to look it <laughs> up
0: uh, anything can happen in this kind of magical forest That's and you true. never know it, it is magical so there's that. thank you so much listeners and m this is yes. so amazing to spend the last hour with you
1: yes where can people stay in touch with you and follow along with what you do
0: well i love the gram So uh, Danny Diller, D-A-N-I-D-I-L-L-A-R-D. Please send me a message. Like, how did you enjoy this episode? I'd love to connect with you. So I love Instagram and I have a Facebook group. It's intimate. It's sacred. It's high vibrational. It's so fun and playful. It's called Akashic Code. And so if you just type in in your Facebook um, search browser, Akashic Code community, um, you'll find us and uh, more of my work there. uh, A little shout out for the Akashic Code community. I
1: just joined and it is exceeding my expectations. I'm genuinely having a good time in it. And your talk this afternoon about Reiki and all of that good stuff with Rachel was awesome.
0: Yeah, Reiki and Akashic Records. That's the beautiful thing about the Akashic Records is they complement like every healing tool. So Mm -hmm. um, like working with the Akashic Records and human design next week, actually in the group, shameless plug to the group we're doing light language so how to open to light language code so it's kind of this like mantra and chanting that really opens up your throat chakra so um that'll be really fun i love, I
1: it. love it i'm there i'm, there. I'm, sold. I'm sold thank you,
0: thank you. <laughs> amazing well thank you for all of this yes, thank you for the opportunity i truly enjoyed this co-creation with you oh, and oh, i'm so excited okay. to be connected with you and and um, kind of witness your journey unfold.
1: Oh my my gosh. And I'm really glad that you got out of your comfort zone today and channeled out loud. That is my next thing because I do most of my animal intuitive channeling written down. So we're all growing and up leveling. It's fine. Expansion, baby. (laughs) Our souls
0: are calling us to it. Right.
1: Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the podcast. I'm really glad that you stayed for this long because it was a little bit of a longer episode. But I think it was super important, super helpful, and I learned a lot re-listening to it. So I hope you got a lot out of this too. Um, if you're still here, let's stay in touch. I'm super active on Instagram. You can follow me at Msameca. You can also check out my website, Msameca.com for other stuff that I'm up to, like the different offerings I have. I currently have some availability for animal communication readings or Akashic record reading sessions. So if you are interested, you can find that information up on my website. That is msemeka.com. and thank you so much for listening. I love you. Let's do more of these, and we'll talk soon, okay? Okay. Bye!